Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. You can find me on Twitter at FFKnowItAll. You can also email the show directly, KnowItAllFantasyFootball at gmail.com. I want to remind everyone that the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast is a proud member of the Skull King Podcasting Network. Head on over to www.skullkingsports.com for the latest news and updates all around professional sports. NHL, NBA, uh, the finals are going on right now, so look for coverage on the NBA finals. Suns against the Bucks. Um, NFL news as uh, training camp is about ready to gear up. Of course, Major League Baseball, uh, golf, tennis, the Olympics are coming up. So anything sports-related, Head on over to www.skullkingsports. Have a look around. There is also a fantasy football section where you can find um, my rankings, the other uh, experts' rankings on the platform as well. Uh, my blog is also on there, and my uh, all episodes of this podcast will also be posted to Skull King Sports. So a plethora of information over there. Make sure you head on over and check it out. I hope everybody had an amazing 4th of July weekend, uh, a lot of cookouts, it was great weather, fireworks, things are starting to get back to normal after last year's subdued festivities due to the COVID outbreak, of course, and yeah, there's still, you know, COVID isn't going away, but we're dealing with it. There's vaccines, yada, yada, um, you name it. So hopefully you guys were able to get out there and have somewhat more of a normal experience as uh, in relation to last year. Now that Independence Day is in our rearview mirror, that means that we are only a few weeks away from training camp. I got the email about our live draft coming up for the League of Goons. I am super excited about that. Last year, of course, I had to draft remotely due to the COVID-19 outbreak. But this year, I am hopeful that I can get up there for the draft. We all get together and we do, uh, we do a live event. I look forward to that. I haven't committed to doing it yet. I got to see how the schedule plays out, but I have every intention on uh, on doing so. The League of Goons, of course, is a redraft league. We don't have any keepers. We randomize the draft order about a week before the draft. So while I am doing mock drafts to prepare, I'm doing them from all over the spectrum because I don't know where I'm going to pick from until late August. However, like I said, I am definitely getting immersed in the mock drafting. I would highly recommend that you guys start doing so as well. Yes, it's early to draft. A real draft, it's way early to do so. But a mock draft, it is not too early. Get in there, get involved, and make sure that you practice. Practice makes perfect, especially in, in on platforms like ESPN where you're drafting against actual people and not an algorithm. Uh, it, it definitely helps out. Speaking of mock drafts, today I'm going to be doing a live mock draft on the air using the ESPN football app. The reason I chose ESPN is twofold. One, the platform we use for the League of Goons and most of my other leagues is ESPN. Also, I like, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, I like to draft against actual people as opposed to an algorithm. Don't get me wrong. Platforms like Fantasy Pros, the Draft Wizard, the Sleeper app, those are excellent when you're dealing with average draft position and expert rankings and stuff like that. But when it comes right down to it, 
there will always be those people that take somebody too early or keep passing on somebody who has fallen out of favor. The simulators just don't rely on that. So you get a more of a feel for those people who are truthers, Brady truthers, for example, or Patriot truthers in general tend to fall under this umbrella. Now, before we get started, I do want to tell you guys about another podcast that I listen to on a regular basis. It is called Sportify. Join Bianca as she tackles a vast array of subjects related to all areas of sports, whether you're into the Olympics or uh, basketball or anything Again, anything sports-related, she tackles it head-on. She has guests on the show. She's doing a a very in-depth series on the Olympic uh, gymnastics trials. So check out Bianca and Sportify. It can be found on uh, Anchor, Spotify, and anywhere else that great podcasts can be found. All right, guys, you ready to start this mock draft? We're going to be drafting in a 12-team redraft league with full PPR scoring. And for those of you who aren't familiar uh, with scoring, check out my last uh, podcast. I went over it uh, pretty in-depth, and I could always go over it more as needed. I broke it all down for you guys. I wanted this to be challenging, so I am drafting from the number seven position here. That will give us, a, a, a even in the first round, it gives us a lot to think about. It's easy to, to look at the very first part of the draft and say, okay, well, I'm drafting number one, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. Or, you know, number two, I'll take Dalvin Cook. Yeah, those, those are easy. Those are easy decisions to make. But when you get down to it, um, you, you have a lot of decisions to make when you get down in that seven. Do you take Travis Kelsey, for example, over somebody like Jonathan Taylor or Ezekiel Elliott? That's something that I will talk about as the draft unfolds. The draft will start in about a minute and 30 seconds, but I will tell you here how it's ranked. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is the number one ranked player here. Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, no surprises there. Then Ezekiel Elliott at number six, Jonathan Taylor at seven, Travis Kelsey at eight, Devontae Adams at nine, and Tyreek Hill at 10. Those are your top 10. Um, I can, let's take a look at 11 and 12 so that we can get an idea of uh, of where, what comes right after Hill there. Austin Eckler. I feel that's kind of high for him, honestly, but, and I went over that in, in a previous podcast just to talk a little bit about it here. He has never had that many rush attempts. Yes, he, he is dynamic out of the passing game. I can't. I will never deny that. I just don't think he's a great between-the-tackles rusher. I don't think he's going to be a workhorse here. I do believe that whether it's Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly, I do believe somebody else is going to be another guy here. I, I, don't, I don't like him going at number 11 overall. And Stefan Diggs at number 12. To be honest, if I was taken around the turn, I might go Aaron Jones, who's 13, and Stefan Diggs. I would feel much more comfortable with those two guys than Austin Eckler. Just me. I might even be more comfortable with Nick Chubb, who is number 14. But uh, draft is set to begin in 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. And I did not silence that. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there for you guys to hear. I uh, I actually, I, I just muted it, but it did um, it, it did have the announcement at the beginning of the draft. So if you pick that up on the mic, that just added content to the podcast. Christian McCaffrey, no surprise, went at number one. 
So number two was Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook at three. Now we're at uh, pick four with Saquon Barkley. So there's no been no surprises. Maybe Derrick Henry going at number two might be. Uh, I might take Cook in um, in a PPR league for sure. Alvin Kamara at number five. Ezekiel Elliott at number six. So far, no surprises. It's been basically chalk. Um, so now here I am at seven, and I have a choice between Jonathan Taylor and, in my mind, Travis Kelsey. Um, because, as I mentioned before, in, uh, when we were breaking down uh, sleepers, breakouts, and busts, I don't like Jonathan Taylor going here, guys. I, I, I think that not only Marlon Mack being there, but the presence of... Naeem Hines in this passing game for the uh, for the Indianapolis Colts is too much to to look at. So I'm going with Travis Kelsey. I think that picking him up, he's the only tight end that I will reach for in the early rounds. And now that gets my tight end out of the way. I have nothing to worry about there. I can now focus on running backs and wide receivers, which is what I'm going to do. I have also found that taking running backs early is the best way to go as well. So I'm going to try to get two running backs and then focus on wide receivers because wide receivers are plentiful in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth round. You can get three guys. Now you're not going to get somebody that's going to put up 30 points every week, but you're not looking for that if you have Travis Kelsey, for God's sakes, who is basically a top five wide receiver in a different position. The next group that went um, after that was uh, Taylor, Jones, Adams, Eckler, Akers, Diggs, Gibson, Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb, and DeAndre Hopkins. So here I am, uh, round two, and uh, I'm pick number 18 overall, and I see Najee Harris and Joe Mixon sitting before me. You guys all know me. If you've listened to me, I love Joe Mixon. And now that Giovanni Bernard is out of Cincinnati, another step in the right direction for this offense. Don't get me wrong. I love Najee Harris, but as a rookie with that offensive line in Pittsburgh, I'd be happy with either one here, but I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. So now I have started the draft with Travis Kelsey and Joe Mixon. So I have a number one running back. And the number one tight end. Now I can focus on what comes next. In a lot of drafts, I've been noticing, there have been guys like Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin that have been falling to the third and fourth round. I ideally would like another running back here. So just to let you know what's in my head, I am hoping that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is still there. I would love to get Mixon and Edwards-Hilaire along with Kelsey. That would be a dream way to start, and then I'll figure some stuff out because there are some wide receivers, and we'll talk about this, who come later on in the draft who can really be a strong number one candidate for you. There's one glaring one. He's the only wide receiver on his team, in my own opinion, and even though the team is one of the worst in the NFL and has a lot of issues, it doesn't take away from the fact that he is the only guy catching passes there. Um, but we'll get to that when the time comes. So after Mixon, Najee Harris went, DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, who's going later now uh, with Julio Jones on board, Calvin Ridley. DeAndre Swift, another running back that I like. Michael Thomas, I'm kind of bummed that he's off the board. He was somebody that I was considering. I I am uh, three picks away now, 
Edwards Alaire is still there. I it depends on what this next team does. If this team picks Terry McLaurin, okay. All right. So after Michael Thomas, Mahomes, Miles Sanders, Justin Jefferson, George Kittle, Darren Waller, and Terry McLaurin. So now I'm looking at the possibility of Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards Alaire, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson. The knee-jerk reaction here would be to get either Allen Robinson or Keenan Allen as a uh, wide receiver. I'm not going to do that. Wide receivers, again, are plentiful later on. Running backs, however, it's the depths of society. So I'm going with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. As I mentioned, That to me, that is a very solid way to start. So I have Joe Mixon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire as my two starting running backs, both really the only guys on their team that are going to get the majority of the work. Two workhorse running backs on two, especially Kansas City, on two very good offenses. I have the number one tight end in the game. I'm very happy right now with the way that this started out. Now let's see what wide receivers fall to me. Nobody's drafted since I took Edwards Hilaire. So there are decisions to be made here. Um, Keenan Allen, no surprise. I would suspect Allen Robinson will go pretty soon as well. J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, people are scooping up running backs. And this is what I mean. Get them early, guys. If you don't get a running back early, you're going to be in a whole lot of bad shape. This is not the year to go zero uh, RB. Just not the year. I don't think you're going to have enough firepower in your wide receivers and tight ends to overcome what you end up with if you wait. David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, Chris Carson, Amari Cooper, and Mike Evans. So now it's coming back up to me, and there's an interesting – what's on the board here is the last running back that I would consider taking – uh, at, to start the draft is is still there, and oh no, he was just taken actually. Miles Gaskin, so that takes my conundrum away. I was thinking of possibly starting with three running backs and a tight end, and worrying about wide receivers later, but I'm not going to do that. I'm looking at Robert Woods, Julio Jones, C.D. Lamb, Chris Godwin. All right, in breaking this down, I love Dallas's offense, and while I like. Amari Cooper, I'm not necessarily sure he's the number one guy there. So I'm trying to go between, you know, I like C.D. Lamb a lot. I'm going to go with it because I feel he's going to be a breakout candidate. C.D. Lamb is my wide receiver. I was considering D.J. Moore, Deontay Johnson, and Chris Godwin in that group. Just to let you guys know, I will have a pick coming right back around in about 10 picks from now and I feel that I can get a solid number two wide receiver I'll let you know what it looks like because wide receivers are starting to go Woods Travis Etienne went from Jacksonville I don't really know what to do with him Julio Jones Chris Godwin and Deontay Johnson no surprises there certainly Um, still on the board DJ Moore Kenny Galladay Tyler Lockett Cooper Cup Cortland Sutton another guy I like T Higgins I also like We'll see what I end up with as it comes back around to me. Mike Davis has gone. I'm not comfortable with him at all. While if I get him as a running back too, I guess I have to deal with it. I don't like it. Um, I didn't like what happened with Todd Gurley last year, and Gurley is better than Davis, even though he he might be toward the end of his career. (laughs) Uh, Todd Gurley, that is. Mike Davis is somebody that doesn't exactly – he isn't exactly lights out. Let's just put it that way. 
after Mike Davis. We're waiting for a draft pick here. Uh, I do like Cortland Sutton a lot too. So there are a lot of options here. It'll be interesting to see if Odell Beckham Jr. is still on this list when it comes down to my pick. I don't really know what to make out of him. I know the talent level, and he's not that old. Question is, Cleveland is a running team first, number one, so how are they going to use him? And two, is he ever going to get back to what he was? I don't know. I honestly don't know. And then the guy I mentioned uh, earlier, who's the only wide receiver on his team, is also still there, but I'm hoping to pick him up for my flex. So I'm choosing here between T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Cortland Sutton. You know, with Matthew Stafford out there in L.A., I'm tempted to go with Cooper Cup. But for the, yeah, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup here. Um, so that's, and you know, we're only a few years removed from Cup being one of the top wide receivers in the game. And that's with Jared Goff at quarterback. I do think that he can support two wide receivers, Stafford. I think he will. So Cup joins Lamb. I have Mixon, Edwards Alaire, Travis Kelsey, C.D. Lamb, and Cooper Cup. Now I am hoping that the guy I mentioned earlier on is still going to be there when it comes time uh, for me to draft. And I remember I mentioned that he's the only guy on his team, and he definitely is. He's going at pick number 59 overall, which is in the fifth round. But here we are in the sixth round, and he's still floating around. Right now, Odell Beckham Jr. is still sitting there, and that's the only thing that's going to give me pause when it comes down to it. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., T. Higgins, Juju Smith-Schuster, Leveska Chino Jr., Brandon Cooks, Robbie Anderson, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool. You see all these wide receivers? This is why I'm telling you guys, take your running backs early. These guys, I mean, you're, I'm considering these for my flexes. Any of these guys are fine for a flex, and I have Travis Kelsey to boot. Nobody's taking Odell Beckham Jr. He's still sitting there. He's gone. Somebody took him uh, right after TJ Hawkinson. So at pick number 63 overall went Odell Beckham Jr. That's good. That's good because now I know who I'm going to take if he's still on the board. And uh, he's right now still there. Looking at the board here, Kyle Pitts has not been taken yet, which is interesting. He's going high in a lot of drafts. I think it's too high to take him even here as as a, a rookie tight end. Jerry Judy, Tyler Boyd, G.J. Chark, yeah, they're all still there. So the guy I've been talking about, I'm going to pull the trigger on it right now and not even waste any time, is Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is the only guy that's going to catch passes in Houston. Houston's going to be down in most games. I don't care who the quarterback is. He's going to get the majority of the passes. So any guy that is the number one on a team that is going to have to throw the football because they can't compete otherwise, that's a guy I want to have. And in a flex position, I have nothing to lose. So Brandon Cooks is now my flex. So I have Lamb, Cup, and Cooks as my wide receivers. Joe Mixon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire as my running backs. And Travis Kelsey as my tight end. Now, I've mentioned this before. I'm not going quarterback now. I am going to shore up my bench. So what I'm going to do is sort by the flex so it will show me all the flex positions here so I can look and see if there might be a running back. I I have to start taking a couple of running backs here. Otherwise, I'm going to be stuck. 
Now, I'm not looking for a running back that's going to be my weekly starters. I have my two starters here. I have my lineup set, barring an injury. But I do need to get a guy that I can at least put in there for bye weeks. Or if there is an injury that's not going to torpedo my team, I do see somebody on the radar if he's still there. Um, Let me sort by running backs really quickly just to see what's there. So we have Raheem Mostert. James Robinson, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, David Johnson, Kenyon Drake, James Conner, Damian Harris. Not great names, to be fair. Um, Now, on the wide receiver side, you have Robbie Anderson, Brandon Ayuk, DJ Chark, Jerry Judy, Debo Samuel, and uh, yeah, a lot of guys. Devontae Smith for Philadelphia is also on that list. I am eyeing, if he's still going to be there, um, just because there's a chance that he is the number one guy there. I think he will be, even though it's not. he's not going to be a workhorse. That's going to be Melvin Gordon. I see no reason to believe uh, that uh, Javante Williams is going to usurp him for that job. It's going to be like Gordon and Lindsey were last year. So I don't like James Robinson at all. I know he's projected higher. I don't like it. Sure, David Johnson is also there, but there, that backfield in Houston – is just crazy. We mentioned Philip Lindsay. He's there. Mark Ingram is there. Ugh. And it's a bad team to boot. Not that Denver's going to light the world on fire, but looking at the rest of this team, uh, the rest of this group, I mean, I'm going with Melvin Gordon. Again, not a sexy pick, not a pick I'm excited about. I have my running backs. He is just a backup. So now I have Melvin Gordon as my uh, one of my bench spots. Now I'm most likely going to take a wide receiver unless there is somebody on this uh, running back. There is a a running back that's going crazy late that I feel like I should take in a PPR format. Let's see uh, what it's looking at. Now I did mention that I'm not going to take a backup tight end. I'm not going to take a backup quarterback. So I'm going to grab one quarterback late in the draft and he's going to be my guy. Um, It's either going to be Kirk Cousins or if Matt Ryan falls – that far to me. I'm not really quarterback does not concern me. I went to a championship game in 2017 streaming quarterbacks. I had Jay Cutler on my team at one point and I believe Case Keenum was on my team when I uh, actually won the league with Case Keenum uh, that year. So uh, it was a good year for me and I didn't have a quarterback. I started with Andy Dalton and worked my way through the season. I don't think I had a quarterback that started more than three games. That's not an it's not a necessity, guys. It really isn't. So um, we're now looking at what I can do here for a backup uh, backup uh, wide receiver. The running backs, just out of curiosity, well, you know, David Johnson is still there, and at this point, might be worth he might be worth a flyer. I mean, you're you're talking now pick number it'd be pick number ninety for me. So you know that is. An eighth round pick. Kenyon Drake is also there. James Robinson again. Again, I'm not sold on Robinson, but now is not so bad. Wait and see. I'm the next pick here. Pick 89 is going now. Let's see what they pick. Um, just to give you an idea of who's left, Curtis Samuel, Michael Gallup, Hollywood Brown, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is an interesting uh, guy there that uh, I might take rather than David Johnson. Is Jarvis Landry is going to get the slot work in Cleveland. He's always performed. 
you know, looking at last year's numbers, last year's numbers, while they weren't great, he did have 691 yards and six touchdowns. He's not going to be somebody that you want week in and week out, but again, somebody that you can put in there. Uh, that's not going to harpoon your, uh, torpedo your team. I am going to go with, oh God, Curtis Samuel for Washington. They're making a big deal about him there. And with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he will be able to um, support having that other wide receiver. I do like Washington a little bit this year as far as uh, that offense goes. I'll go with Curtis Samuel. I will give Fitzmagic the benefit of the doubt there and have Curtis Samuel as my uh, second um, bench player. Now, this point of the draft, like I mentioned, you're not looking at anything that's going to win you championships, at least from the standpoint of backing your bench up. You can go with a high upside guy that could break or you know, maybe a rookie who has one of those types of years. You never know. Now, the gamble I made was that David Johnson would still be there on the wraparound when I was able to go again. That way I got Samuel and Gordon, and then if I can get uh, David Johnson, Kenyon Drake is also there. Either one of those two guys I'm perfectly fine with as a bench uh, running back to join Melvin Gordon. And it's going to have to be Kenyon Drake because the gamble did not pay off. (laughs) And I was sniped on David Johnson. But not a big deal. I'll go with Drake. So Kenyon Drake here. Although I will tell you this. There's a guy right before him on the rankings. uh, Number 99 overall that I love. I just didn't get a chance to take him. I probably should have before Curtis Samuel. And that's Mike Williams. Um, But I went with Kenyon Drake. I need to have those the running backs that at least aren't going to get me zero points. Drake figures to be the pass-catching back in Las Vegas. If that's the case, he should get four or five targets a game, maybe two, three catches, maybe more than that, who knows, possibly a, uh, a few yards and a touchdown or two here and there. Again, just somebody that I want to put in there. Now let's take a look just so I can let you guys know. Quarterbacks at this point in time, A high upside guy is still on the board, Jalen Hurts, at uh, 105. He's still there. I might be tempted to go with him here if he's still – oh, he was taken, so I'm not going to go with him. But Joe Burrow's still there. Matthew Stafford should have a good year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Tua Tagliavoa. Matt Ryan, who's falling like a, a stone. But Kirk Cousins is way down there at 167. I feel he'll be there at the end of the draft, so I'm going to go right back to the flexes and see what I can get. Mike Williams might still be on the board. I've been jinxing myself the whole time. Yeah, there he goes. See, I've been jinxing myself this whole time when I mention players. Not a big deal. I will mention that one of my late-round tight end, if you miss out on Kelsey and you want a tight end, Irv Smith Jr. from Minnesota. I feel he can be special. I think he will have a good year this year. He is going at pick 109. You can get him in the uh, 8th, ninth, 10th round in some drafts. Definitely somebody that you could get if you wait. Uh, Ronald Jones, I don't know what to make out of that backfield, so I'm not even going to try. So here we are. I'm looking at possibly taking a wide receiver here uh, to let you know. T.Y. Hilton, eh. Devontae Parker, eh. I mean, I don't really know what to make out of Miami. They're not going to throw the ball all that much. So I'm going to go with T.Y. Hilton here. 
He is still, until I see anything out of Michael Pittman Jr., he's still the number one wide receiver on Indianapolis. So we'll just leave it at that. Now, I'm going to look back at the wide res- at the uh, running backs again to see if, yep, there are some guys. There's Latavius Murray. Uh, there is Tariq Cohen. If Cohen is going to play this year, uh, if he's back to what he used to be, then he would be an interesting late-round flyer for the Chicago Bears. I'm going to look to get another running back here. Um, so J.D. McKissick, who was number two in uh, pass catching last year, is still there. So is Jamal Williams. All decent picks this late in the – I mean, this is actually pretty good. You have high upside guys with your Trey Sermon and Michael Carter. Michael Carter is somebody that I think I'm going to go for here. J.D. McKissick, I know what he is. Tariq Cohn, I know what he is. James White, I'm not sure what to make out of him with the quarterback up there. I'm going to go with Michael Carter. I hear some buzz about him. He is a good prospect. High upside play, I'm well aware of it. But he has the chance to be the number one guy for the Jets who look to improve. I'm going with Michael Carter there um, at pick 127. I have two more bench spots to fill and then defense, kicker, and quarterback. And uh, I might as well take a moment here just to let you know my the, my thought process as far as the draft goes. What I want to do is build up my running backs and wide receivers first. My crazy eight strategy is very simple. It's four and four. Four running backs, four wide receivers in the first eight rounds. Now, I took Travis Kelsey, so I couldn't do it that way. But as you can see, by taking Travis Kelsey now, I have nothing but running backs and wide receivers since then, and it's been working out pretty well. Ideally, I like to have five of each before I even go for a quarterback. So right now, I have four running backs, and I have five wide receivers. So i got to take one more running back here. Oh, wait, one, two, three. Nope, I'm sorry. I miscounted. I have five and five. So... That being said, I'm looking at what's going on here with all positions, the wide receivers. I do like Russell Gage to a certain degree. Um, I'm not a Nelson Aguilar guy. Elijah Moore doesn't excite me. There is a guy here, Alexander Madison. If Dalvin Cook misses time, we know he's going to be the number one guy there. Um, In Minnesota, I'm going to pull the plug and take him. And now we're just waiting on my last bench spot, and then we'll worry about defense, kicker, and quarterback. Quarterback, I will filter again just to see who's still on the board in case I need to take one early. Tua, Ryan, Roethlisberger, Jones, Fitzpatrick, and Cousins. I don't suspect Cousins will go anywhere. Interesting enough, Deshaun Watson has not been taken. If he plays, that could be a steal and a half. But there's been no indication on whether or not he'll play. And we will know by the time uh, by the time that we draft, we'll know. So I'm not even going to go under the assumption that he's playing or not playing. I'll let that all sort itself out beforehand. So back to the flexes. I, there's nothing here that excites me at all. So now I'm going to look at the quarterback. There's only three. Daniel Jones, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Kirk Cousins. I'm going to go ahead and take Cousins here so that I know I get my guy. You guys know that's the guy I'm looking at late in in drafts. Uh, Derek Carr is still there. He's another guy that I would definitely go with. I I would even be fine taking Baker Mayfield this late. So there are guys here that I would be happy enough taking. I am sick and tired of 
predicting good seasons for Cam uh, Cam Newton. Not going to do that anymore. Carson Wentz, I was never a believer. Jared Goff, eh, not for that Detroit team. But, I mean, I guess you can get guys here. Sam Darnold is interesting. I think he'll have a better year than most people think. So he is definitely somebody that you can look at possibly if you if you wait till the, the end of drafts and afterward, you can take him. I think maybe that is is a deep sleeper that might help your team. I do have one more bench spot coming up. I think I'm going to wait on that, to be honest. Um, I have an idea uh, about that. So what I'm going to do now is look at defenses to see what is there. We're at the point in the draft where most people are taking defenses. I do see the Washington football team still on the board. I If they're still there, which they should be, there are three defenses still there, two ahead of them, and I my pick comes in. Yeah, my pick is coming up now. Let's see what happens. I would very much like Washington here. They are queued up and ready to go and drafted. So I got the Washington defense. I think the Washington defense is going to be the best defense in the NFL. And to top that off, they should have plenty of scoring opportunities uh, as well. So this is something that I am very excited about. Now, let's go ahead and look at kicker. Bucker is still there. I don't know that he will be when it comes around time for me, but we'll see. Um, I definitely want to take somebody on a high-scoring team. A lot of times people wait till the last round to get kickers. Sometimes people take kickers early. There was a time where Goskowski was going like in the sixth or seventh round. I am taking Harrison Bucker. I will take Kansas City's kicker all day, every day. I know kickers aren't exciting, but I've mentioned this before. They matter. Kickers matter in leagues where kickers are started. You don't want somebody on a team that scores one touchdown a week. That's one point. You know, people are happy sometimes with a flex that will get you nine or ten points. Kickers can do that. Don't don't dismiss a kicker saying, oh, they're trash. Yeah, it, it, you know, they're not exciting. <laughs> they never will be. But they can win you a week sometimes or at least keep you competitive. Now, this is the part of the draft where I'm looking at these positions – players and good god is it ugly i did notice that tyler higby for the rams is not even drafted i don't want a backup tight end so darrington evans sure i'm gonna sort by running back and see if there's a high upside play here that i might be able to find if jonathan taylor gets hurt marlon mack is definitely going to be somebody that you could probably utilize but as the pass catching back in tampa bay i'm going with giovanni bernard so i took giovanni bernard eh, it's a dart throw so my final team my starters quarterback kirk cousins running backs joe mixon clyde edwards alaire wide receivers cd lamb cooper cup flexes brandon cooks tight end travis kelsey i am trotting out the washington football team defense and Harrison Bucker is my kicker. On my bench, my running backs are Melvin Gordon, Kenyon Drake, Michael Carter, Alexander Madison, and Giovanni Bernard. I also have T.Y. Hilton and Curtis Samuel on the bench, and that is the team that I would field if this was an actual draft. Keep in mind, 
as I mentioned before, I will be doing more of these mock drafts. I will try to do one from the top of the draft and one from the bottom of the draft so you can see where that plays out later on in draft season. But that is going to do it, guys. Hope you enjoyed the mock draft. Everything was done in real time, so I was telling you as I, as it was unfolding so you could see what my mindset was and what I was thinking and what I was dealing with on the draft board. So like I mentioned before, draft as often as you possibly can against live people. It's exciting. It's fun. And I find that more and more people are taking it seriously and not blowing up drafts like they used to. People, yeah, there are, guys, there are folks who take people too early, but there are also people who take a kicker in the first round just to mess with you. People don't do that as much anymore. So that is a good thing. Uh, Hope you guys have an amazing week. Uh, Weekend coming up as well. July is in full force. It is summertime. Enjoy it. Do the best that you can do to get outside and dominate every aspect of your lives. I want to thank Kevin, Chris, and Temi for the music. Both design, of course, for the amazing logo and Matt Bacon for the color concept to start know-it-all football. Remember, visit www.skullkingsports.com for all of your sports information. Until we meet again, guys, have a great day.